Hi, and welcome to Anonymous Political Opinions, where your opinions matter. My name is Charlie. Today, we're going to be discussing Trump versus Biden. Can you really vote for one without hating the other? Is there some middle ground? Should you vote for neither of them? Today's hot take, on the other hand, is free speech. Should it be allowed? How far does it go? And what are its precedences? So the obvious political situation right now is Trump versus Biden, right? Now, everybody's been arguing about morality, but I think there's a couple of other concerns that we should take in for both candidates. First is their age. Trump is 74. Biden is 77. These are the oldest presidents in United States history. Now, in contrast, Obama was the youngest president in history. But as we've seen, that's not always an old bad thing because we've had John F. Kennedy who's young and he handled the Cuban Missile Crisis pretty well. But then again, you might want something experienced like Roosevelt during World War II. You know, it, it all depends whether you want experience versus vitality, right? And obviously, if you want the vigor, you can go for Trump. Trump is that full, full-bodied energy. Is that always good? Not really. He talks too much, he tweets too much, and he's the president, so he'd probably carry himself with a little more decorum, right? On the other hand, we have Joe Biden, who is as flat as they come, right? Yes, everybody's been hearing about Biden gaffes. Are they so terrible? Speaking off the cuff is hard. You'll hear me mess up in this podcast from time to time as well, probably more often than not. But some of these things have been going on. Some of them are reasonable, some of them are not. We've had this trouble with identifying politics at its source, right? So we have this media that depicts Trump as this evil, evil monster. Do I think he's evil? No, not really. Now, some people may say, but look at all the evil he's done. And if you look at his policies, there's nothing he really should have done except for maybe get a Nobel Peace Prize. I know this is a hotly debated topic, but I'll discuss it anyways. The fact is that he did create peace between Israel and other Middle Eastern nations. Whether it was coming anyways during his time, yes, no, but the fact is he went out and got it done. This is better than a lot of other Nobel Peace Prize winners who kind of just are around for the sake of living. Now, we could go out and say that he did have racism in his country at that time. And yes, we had these Black Lives Matters and the cops were not really that responsive to the murders, I would say. However, there's not much they can do. If you look at police brutality, it's all over the place. You can't really narrow it down and say, all cops have evil, or you can't say that they're not. Some of them are, some of them not. You have to go through that. That's more of an individual thing. As for Biden, if you look at what he's done in his political political career, not much. He's made a lot of promises, but he's just your stock politician who goes around, says something, and then kind of says... Maybe I'll fulfill it, maybe I won't, right? On their policies, they're on the opposite side of the spectrum. Trump is a gun-toting Republican with the whole shebang, right? Biden is the anti-abortion, right? The we-need-to-save-the-planet kind of people. Oh, sorry, he is a, he's an abortion person, not anti-abortion. See, I make mistakes too. But... These political things have very little to do with everything else, right? A lot of people are discussing the coronavirus and how Trump handled it. Personally, 
he could have had a little more finesse when talking to the press about it. Yes, but is that if there's anything he could have done better, I don't see it. This is something so new, so out there. We can't really say he could have done a better job. They're putting 200,000 lives on him. Is that right? Well, he is the commander and everything his responsibility. But to bring a pandemic that nobody's seen since 1914, 100 years ago, you can't do anything about it. Nobody knows what they're doing. Not in Asia, not in Europe, not in Africa, not on any single continent on this earth. Do people have any idea what the heck is going on with this virus? Now, as for the debates, which are supposed to happen tonight as airing of this podcast, both of these people have run into issues. They dodge questions. Now, I hate this in my political people. Answer a question, whether it's Trump on his taxes. Yes, here's the reality. Real estate people don't pay taxes. Rich people kind of don't pay taxes either. They build loopholes and whatever. Does a rich tax solve this? No, because the rich will find a way to just reduce their income or they'll leave the country. Now, as for Biden, packing the court comes to mind. I know this is like standard, standard politics, but that's what we're really here to discuss. You have to ask yourself, is packing the courts constitutional? The answer is yes. Packing the courts is constitutional. There is nothing stopping a Senate majority plus a commander-in-chief to elect more Supreme Justices. Is it justified? Personally, I don't think so. Yes, Ruth Bader Ginsburg asked for this not to be done till after the election, but there was clear politics involved, and anybody who says otherwise I think is fooling themselves. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not. I'd love to hear other opinions. But here's the thing. You, we have nine Supreme Court justices, and honestly, it's a well-balanced. Now you're saying, but he just put it out of balance by putting more Republicans on the board. Well, that's what happens. Republicans come into office, and then the Democrats come into office, and they go back and forth. Part of the reason, I think, for Trump's election in the first place is because everybody was sick and tired of this politicking, right? Yes, we're, the Democrats are the righteous virtue. No, we're the Republicans. We're more righteous. Everybody's full of it. There's no other way to put it. Here we have the packing of the Supreme Court. Is it justified? Absolutely not. You can't justify packing the Supreme Court because you don't like how it was. Part of the commanders-in-chief's idea is to put in a Supreme Court justice. Yes, three. Uh, I believe two or three. Uh, I don't have facts in front of me. That's not how this works. Um, justices were appointed during Donald Trump's presidency. Is that more than any other since justices serve for life? Yes, they are the only position that really serves for life, and I think that's actually justified. In this country, we have our checks and balances, and because the justices serve for life, there's a large sway over what happens for a very long time, but the other parties go back and forth a lot. You need a center of balance, and I think that's where the justices come in. You need a center of balance to say, okay, this is what we've got now. This is what we're working with. Now, if Biden wants to pack the court with the approval of the Senate, he could absolutely do it. Now, are the Democrats going to come up with the Senate ideas? I, I really don't know. They, they could, they could not. Now, we have to go on and say that he hasn't answered the question, right? Whether it's justified, whether it's not, answer the question, man. 
you know, he has this idea that if he avoids the question long enough, it won't come up. Here's the problem. How can you trust someone who is quoted as saying that people don't need to know, right? Now, I understand I'm quoting a little bit out of context. He's saying that all they're going to focus on is this question. And right now, I'm not in the mood. I don't want to answer that because that's all they're going to focus on. The problem is for me, this is politics and this is how politics works. You take the answer that you like the least and you can hammer on home, whether it's Trump with coronavirus or Biden with the court, right? You take it and you hammer it into the other guy because that's what you're supposed to do. The people of America need to know where these people stand on the hardest issues. As for Biden not packing the court, I can't say that I would fully trust the man who won't answer a simple question. As for the Hunter Biden scandal, the whole debacle, there hasn't been any real concrete proof from my view. Yes, people are saying people came out with ideas and they're smothering the story. Until they come out with something, you can't really make a, a judgment. Wait and see. You know, nothing's going to happen. Take a breath. Now, as for Trump answering questions, he has not answered the question, will he succeed power? Will he step down if Biden wins? Now, there is a point to saying that maybe Trump is justified, right? There's this mail-in ballot system, which is a complete mess, right? I suggest anybody listening to this, go down to your voting office and vote. On voting day, go on November 3rd, go ahead, vote in person. Because that's the only way you're going to trust the mail, that the, that the mail hasn't screwed up your ballot, but that you know you voted properly. Right? We've had stories upon stories of people just losing votes and losing votes and losing votes. And it doesn't matter whether they're for Democrats or they're for Republicans. They're against Trump. They're pro-Biden. They're pro-Trump. They're anti-Biden. It doesn't matter. The fact is that the mail system has not proven to work. And I understand that people feel safe. But at some point, put on your mask and go out and vote. Now... We've had a problem with this whole scenario, the media. And I understand that everybody's hammering the media, but they have the right to. They've had an extreme bias towards Joe Biden. Now, the truth is, Hollywood's backing him up as well. Yes, there are a few outliers, but it would seem that if you're in the general public view, you must vote for Joe Biden. And I don't really think this is good media representation. I believe in a free pass, and they can say whatever they want. However, stop with the middle of the road. You're not middle of the road. You're obviously to the left. This is perfectly fine. I don't care. But don't say that you can slander the other side as much as you want. I mean, this is how politics works. It's dirty politics. Do I like it? No. Is this the reality? Yes. Would I love a free democratic system where people would stop shouting at each other from the top of their lungs that people are wrong and that the president should die or the vice president and current um, nominee should die? Absolutely. Is there de need for death for either of these men? No. Have these either of these men done great evil? No. Have either of these men done great good? Maybe it would be hard to say on either part. Now, the, we have another problem. We have a policy problem, right? We have Donald Trump, who is not really that concerned with the environment. And the environment is important. I mean, I think it's a little blown up. 
personal opinion here. But then we have Joe Biden who wants to crunch every single fracking field in America. This isn't healthy for the economy. As for the economy, Donald Trump has done a fantastic job. You can't deny it. He's, he's had innumerably high returns on the economy. He's had low loss of income for lower class families. He's had a high income rate for lower class families. He's improved the job market substantially. We can't just stand there and say, la, 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 he didn't do it. He did do it. On the other hand, within the politics of the country, he has certainly divided us. He Now, to be honest, there was a political schism that was dramatic before this. Now, though, he's driven that wedge further. He's not tried to make peace with the left, but on the other hand, the, peace, the left has not tried to make peace with him. He's had this contrast to, well, I'm going to arrest them. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. You're not going to. On the other side, they say they want to prosecute whoever was with him. Also not a great idea. I, I can't stress how dumb our politics has become. We're at the point of playground shouting. It's gotten quite ridiculous. On their other policies, um, certain ones are disturbing, certain ones are not. For the disturbing one for me comes from Joe Biden's, the most one, his gun control acts. I'm personally a gun control advocate. I believe that people should be armed and I believe in Thomas Jefferson, who says that anything that the civilians can't get a hold of and the government can is tyranny. I understand this is an extreme position. Please, I'd love for you to respond to this and argue back on this position. But Joe Biden pretty much is going to go around until we are armedless and toothless. You can't deny the Second Amendment. Because if you can deny the second, you can deny the, thirst, th the first or the third. It, it doesn't really matter. Now... As for Trump, he's taken a really unfavorable opinion on the health of American people within the immigration process. Should we be hunting down these illegal immigrants like animals? I don't think so. Should we let them into the country? Probably not. Should we build a wall? No, it's impractical. We can't really man it. Would... Are, am I happy that people are crossing into this country illegally? No. And I, do, I have nothing against immigrants. Um, I'm descended from immigrants, but that doesn't matter. Almost everybody, this country is built on immigrants. However, these people there's, have to understand that there's a process to America. We are a free-loving society, but we have processes. This comes with due process in America. This comes with an impeachment trial. We can get rid of our president. However, everything must have a process with it. Now, we have to understand that people are going to get angry. And I don't understand if you vote and you lose, move on. That's it. It's that simple. Move on. Yes, the political candidate that you wanted did not get elected. Guess what? The people have spoken. And this is not something to say that we should get rid of the Electoral College. The Electoral College is very important for reasons I won't discuss now. But we have to understand that whoever gets elected, be it on November 3rd or whenever they decide to call this election, it's important that we accept judgment, even though the political candidates may not. Yes, Donald Trump has not expressly said that 
he will step down if not elected. And a lot of people saying this is reminiscent of a totalitarian state where he would just say, no, I'm staying in charge. And while this bothers me, because nobody should really say that they're going to stick around even if they're not wanted, especially in the political office of the President of the United States, of the virtue and freedom representing the United States where the people say no and you say yes. That's not how we work in this country. Now, we are going to say that the mailing system sucks, but he should absolutely step down. Does he look like Hitler in this situation? No, no, he does not. People have to stop comparing him to a fascist. They have to look up what the definition of fascist is. Donald Trump is not a fascist. The same way Joe Biden really isn't a socialist. Bernie Sanders, yes, Bernie Sanders is a socialist. But when we didn't elect Bernie Sanders to run against Donald Trump. We elected Joe Biden, and I think there's a good reason for this. Now, the whole point of people saying we need to do these elections is because of balance. Balance is the key here. And people saying Donald Trump is out of balance. I think if people would step back, they'd realize it's not that true. Also, I don't think we're going to go horribly out of balance with, with um, sorry, not Bernie Sanders, not caught up there, with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is there. Now, to be honest, I want to take a step back and look at our vice presidents. Our vice presidents are Mike Pence and Kamala Harris. And of these two, I must say I'm heavily leaning to Pence. On the presidential debate, I could be swayed either way. But here's the ticket for me, honestly, is that Mike Pence, if you look at the debate, was a lot more respectful than Kamala Harris. Now, Kamala Harris had that really great vibrant attitude I was talking about before. She would, and I'd be happy for a woman to be in high power. I have no problem with that. But she had a certain amount of decorum she's lacking, and I think the entire democratic society is lacking within politics, not the Democrats. Democratic society within politics. The Republicans and the Democrats right now have lost that finesse and respect for each other. It's just turned into a giant game of who can slander the other more, which is why I'm not jumping into this Hunter Biden thing like everybody else is. I'm not sure what this is. Could it be true? Absolutely. And if it is, I'll be very disappointed. Could it not be true? Yes. And if it isn't, I'll also be very disappointed for the other side to blow this out of proportion. We have to stop jumping the gun. We have to have respect for our political others. Now, if we're going to do this, we need to make a statement where we say we have balance and we're at peace. Do I think this is going to happen this election? No, 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 I don't. Can I hope for it? Absolutely. I can absolutely hope that the American people will come together as one and we won't be divided. This is the end for this segment. Up next, hot take. Welcome to Hot Take, where we discuss hot opinions. This week on the agenda, we have the First Amendment. It's fairly simple, really, so let's dive in. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Well, the first line seems fairly simple, right? Congress shall make no religion for the state. Now, this is where the misnomer of separation of church and state from. There is no actual law preventing the separation of church and state. However, there is a prohibition against the state making a religion. And the second part 
is what people may arguably be say that is the most important part is the freedom of religion, any religion really, whether it be Hindu or Catholicism or any other religion that you might think of. I'm not going to go through every single religion in the world right now, but all of them are protected under the First Amendment. That means that you can't persecute someone for their religious beliefs, which is extremely important. Now, onto the second part, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. Now, here come, is something interesting. That's right, you cannot silence the people. The people have the right to say whatever they want, whenever they want, how they want it. Now, there are certain people of the opinion that says, what about hate speech? And here's where my opinion says, hate speech is real, but on the other hand, we must accept it. The problem with free speech is that it's free. Anybody can use it for any means necessary. The problem is if you walk into a space and say, well, no, you can't say this, that's censorship of speech. And while people say, well, I don't like hate speech, I don't want to hear it. Well, I don't want to hear it either. But once you start censoring things, the you run into a slippery slope problem. Now, people are like, we're going to only censor hate speech. But then you fall under the banner of what is hate speech? What if... I say something that I believe that you find offensive, but I don't think is offensive at all. Is that hate speech? Is anything that anybody finds offensive hate speech? You run into this problem of where you can just start canceling things based on feelings. But the problem is we can't really do that within a mindset and say we have free speech. So do I want the hate speech? No. Would I like to get rid of it? Yes. Would I rather take it with the any means of free speech? Absolutely. On to the next part, the press, right? The press can say whatever they want, and any press can say whatever they want, and this is extremely important because the way people know things is through the press. The press have, has to be out there and say what they want to say. On to the next part. Or the right of the people to peaceably to assemble. Now, Notice the important word in which this is going to become the hot take. Peaceably. You cannot riot. You cannot throw things at officers. Yes, I know. Peaceably assemble, assembly is not what people want to do. They're angry. They want to let out their anger. But you have to have self-control. There must be a controlling aspect to what you really want to do. We have an idea where if people peaceably assemble will have a greater idea than when people take things by force and use things with force. The problem with force is, despite the fact that it starts destroying innocent bystanders and whatever's in the way, is that it really doesn't accomplish much. Look at the greatest revolutions by peaceably marching. Mahatmas Gandhi, right? Gandhi did the salt march. and was It was peaceful and it was free. His people became free. Martin Luther King Jr., he did the march on to Washington, and it was peaceful and free. Now, there are other groups like the Black Panthers who thought violence would rise it, but who succeeded in the end? It was Martin Luther King Jr. He was the one who brought out and brought out the civil rights that were needed for this country. Now, you walk into a part where you're saying, how far does free speech extend? And you have social media sites who start banning things on their tastes. 
Now, personally, I don't think this is right. If you want to say you're a outlet that says where you're only letting this thing in, that's fine. But don't say you can post whatever you want except what I think is appropriate. Now, am I saying we should say whatever we want on these sites? No. Do these people have the right to curtail what is said on their sites? Absolutely, they do. However, I feel that even on social media platforms, that is a form of free speech. And while they are companies and they have no right to follow free speech, they should for the importance of free speech. We cannot make them into our police officers if they should accept that they are but a locomotive to what we want. Facebook and Twitter and WhatsApp and Instagram, these are the motives that we use to get out our opinions or a podcast on Spotify, right? These are what we use to get our free opinions. Now, what if they start censoring what they don't like? Some of them go away. Now, they have the absolute right to do that. They are companies. They have no right to follow free speech. They are not compelled to do so. However, they should because of the importance of free speech. Now, the problem with free speech, the main problem with free speech, the main drawback is hate groups. Hate groups rise and fight. They are ugly, they are nasty, and they come in all forms. But, and people are saying that you're going to get influenced by them. You may turn to their ideologies, and that may be true. But the only way to counter that is to get up on your own platform, on your own soapbox, whether you're making a podcast, or you make a YouTube channel, or whatever it may be. You have to stand up there and give them rights, saying, no, these people are wrong. Am I saying to block these people out? No, you should let them speak. People have to understand that there is adversity in this world and you must rise to meet it, not crush it, meet it. If you push back and crush it, you'll be playing a giant game of whack-a-mole. However, if you rise up and say, no, these people are wrong, I don't approve, that is another thing. It means that you are willing and say, yes, those people have an opinion, even though it's hateful and even though I think it's evil, they are entitled to their opinion. Now, you're going to say opinions are harmful and they'll commit, they'll tell people to commit horrible acts. Yes, but this is true whether we censor them or not. The more you censor something, the more people will find a way to go around it. I say to let these people roam free and then come back and say, no, this is wrong. Get on your own. Have, a, have an opposite approach to this. Stop squishing them allow them to run free and run out of steam. Now, we have the last part of the First Amendment, and to petition the government for the redress of grievances. That means anybody can walk up to government, whether it be your senator or governor or mayor or whoever he may be, and petition for a grievance. Now, for me, this is interesting because it really means that people can protest, but there is a line. You have to petition the government for grievances. Yes, the government is slow, and we would live in this giant bureaucratic institution that takes for everything, forever for anything to get done ever. But we must ha have these guidelines set aside by the First Amendment and live by them. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Have a nice day, and remember, your opinions are always valued here.
Thank you for listening. Did you agree with everything that was said today? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Please join the conversation. That's what we're here for. You can email us at anonymouspoliticalopinions at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. Thank you. Have a great day.